recorded live from Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles in West Bend, Wisconsin. You're listening to Under the Cowl. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Under the Cowl. This is uh, episode 33, Pretzel Roni Cactus Tapping. You'll possibly understand that name as you listen to the podcast. We're just full of clever episode name ideas around here. At Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles, the comic book store in West Bend, Wisconsin, that uh, we record this podcast at. I'm David Gloyd, host of the podcast and co-owner of Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles. So this episode, uh, it's more or less just uh, me and Anthony hanging out in the store. Uh, We do get a couple of customers, such as Caleb and Damon, that uh, join us briefly. But we're, we're hanging out. On a Wednesday night, after things slowed down a little bit, and got a chance to talk about a lot of different things while eating some pizza. This time around, we we tried something a little bit different, and uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, We talk about uh, Anthony's trip to Ace Comic Con Midwest in Chicago that he'd gone to recently, and some other things that we, uh, we discuss while hanging out. Anybody, local or otherwise, that wants to come on over to West Bend, Wisconsin and hang out at our store, you're always welcome. Uh, If not, you can listen and pretend that you're hanging out with us. Here we go, uh, myself and Anthony getting things rolling. So all the comics we could have been shorted today, it had to be Archie, huh? I was actually looking forward to that one, Archie and Sabrina, the next chapter of their secret relationship, so now I have to avoid the internet because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, well, uh, it'll remain a secret for a little while longer. (laughs) Now, thankfully, I had like 18 other books that came in today, so that might be able to tide me over for a little bit, but now in other times that they've done that, would it naturally show up the next week or would just kind of a question mark? Is it under under like a reorder status Mm -hmm. in that sense? Pretty much, uh, well, it's basically going to be the two-week thing. I wasn't sure if it was something on their end. They, yeah, they've already got coming out. So they thought we, they we shipped it. They thought they shipped it. So it wasn't like, oh, we didn't have it this week. Right. Sometimes it'll happen with a, a book delay or something, and it'll be held back a yeah, week. Yeah, we've, we've, it was on the invoice. It says it shipped. It says we've been charged for it. Well, okay. Guess I'll just have to uh, make do with looking at the, the photo op I got with uh, Kieran and Shipka, who plays Sabrina. And the chilling adventures of Sabrina. It's a great segue for the fact that and I went to a Comic Con. <laughs> I was going to say, when when did you get that? I yeah, just got it on Saturday, so. Howdy. Good evening. Mm. I don't think you taste it until the literal crust, like the the end crust, rather. Oh, that. The yeah, pizza. yeah. Or at least, you know, got enough uh, the salt on there. But. How's it going? Caleb? We, we're here. 
Yeah, yeah. Were you getting the Journey to the Star Wars at all? The the new one? Journey uh, to the Last Rise of the Jedi Skywalker, whatever it's called. It's the current miniseries. It's like a weekly thing. No. As I was just going to mention, uh, a light spoiler. It's not a spoiler, but it's uh, I was just going to bring it up in discussion. As I was trying to remember, at the end of last week's issue was... Uh, they went to Mon Cala, if that's how you pronounce it. Yep. And uh, looking, and this takes place between episodes eight and nine. And this is part of the journey to the Star Wars miniseries before the movie comes out. And uh, apparently, series on. Which one? Here are some options movies Gemini Man, The Addams Family, Downton Abbey, Abominable, Joker. Do you want to hear the next five? Okay, I didn't, wasn't even holding on to it, but. Sleep. <laughs> hey Siri. Yeah, I guess I don't know if I said anything that sounded like it or. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they had went there hoping to uh, recruit them for the resistance, and uh, they did it in the comics a um, while back, where uh, during uh, in between episodes four and five, where they went there and uh, you know they tried to you know bond their their rebel alliance and all that. But going into this week's issue, I was trying to remember. I'm like, Akbar died, right? At the there was that explosion. Yeah, he had one of those off-screen deaths. That I'm sure. And I was just thinking about that being like, I remember now being bummed that like it really wasn't addressed, and it just seems like you know you only have so much time for things. But also, it just felt like yeah, you didn't even take a moment. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's freaking Akbar for crying out loud. So. To those people that are upset, which I remember me being bummed now that I'm reminded of the... Oh, yeah, that's right. In this issue, issue number two of Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, they arrived at Mon Gala, and Leia is there to uh, pay her respects, because uh, Akbar has a son, which I don't know if we've known that before, but he's a, he's a grown son now, at least. But yeah, so this this week's issue kind of dealt with, uh, you know, there's still some more that could have been done with it, but that's uh, just, I guess, it yeah, felt to feel almost fancy. Yeah, yeah. You're wondering yeah. if you want to start X Men. Yeah, I read it. Have you? Did you read House and Powers? Or are you doing a cold? I'm kind of just just waiting until it's, and then I can just go. Which? Because they're all up. Should be, yeah. I just have to have a marathon session here. <laughs> well, we're under the uh, month countdown now for Mandalorian debut. Disney Plus. That's the 12th, right? Pretty sure it's November 12th. Uh, not positive. That sounds about right, though. I think it... Yeah. Definitely coming close. Well, I wonder... Okay, Disney Plus is the 12th, I think. I'm wondering, well, because that's, that's a Tuesday, but I don't know if they set, like, oh, it's going to be Friday nights or something, but I think in my head I just thought Friday nights just because just movies. I do, DC Universe does Friday Fridays for their weekly drops, but... And this is one of those things where it's it's going to be drop an episode. Weekly. Week, not, yeah. You know, not like binging. Yeah, yeah, November 12th. Because I think, I think they said that... Uh, Mandalorian episode one was dropping. So I don't know if that'll be a normal thing where it's on Tuesdays or if they split it up. If like you know, so I know there's they uh, 
they released what looked like an onion article. Um, <laughs> like you would read it and you would think it was an onion article. It said Disney drops. It was like a hundred or it was like an hour and a half trailer for everything that comes out on Disney plus on day one. And that de- it was like a hundred and like 67 minute trailer or something like that. And that definitely sounds like, you know, just a ridiculous thing, but I, that's an actual thing. So it's basically like a documentary about what's coming up. I, I, I have them on my Twitter feed where I have them under a filtered list so I can see if they announce something, release something. I can see their tweets filtered out of, you know, a thousand other people. And whatever afternoon it was, it just kept that. It was like over 200 tweets they sent in a row because each tweet was a picture of whatever movie or show is there on day one. And since they're on that feed, I just like I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And thankfully, I didn't have them on text alert. That, that wouldn't have been good. So the trailer is like 160 something minutes long. Or how many shows are on there, and how much time is dedicated to each one? Yeah, because I never clicked to actually watch it. I just saw the the headline for it, uh, and then whatever person I followed just said, I thought this was a, an Onion article at first. Huh. Yeah, Disney YouTube. It's a uh, three-hour trailer. All right. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, it's basically everything Disney that, I mean, like, even their, like, movies from back in the 90s, oh, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, so I suppose if they include all that. Huh? Yeah, all their just four Disney Channel movies. Um, it's gonna be crazy. And then what they have for like, what is it? Five dollar introductory? Yeah, they got like. As I'm sure, yeah, they'll have a bunch of other deals. I locked it in, so it looks like there might be twenty five seconds per per thing that they're advertising. So they started with the original Snow White, now they're into Pinocchio. I'm going to skip to our one hour and 38 minutes in. Looks like there's some kind of pirate thing going on I'm here. I'm going to skip to day three. Okay, I cut yeah. to one of the one of the 24 uh, Pirates of Caribbean movies. So there's a trailer for that one. I'm going to cut to the second hour, 16 minutes in. Probably still on Pirates. Wait, no. Uh, this one I don't know. Looks like some, like, Disney Channel thing. Here we go. Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience. <laughs> so that's on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 3D concert experience. I'm going to see what they ended on here. Would it be Avengers Endgame? It better be. Just for marketing reasons. Is this in addition to... In, yeah, it's no, in addition to... Okay. Massage, it's like my creepy crush. Okay, let's see what the last trailer is here. Uh, makes sense. It looks like it might be they have the new uh, quote-unquote live-action uh, Lady in the Tramp. Mm, yeah. Which is more live-action than the Lion King because there are humans in this one. But the <laughs> Yeah, what was it? There was only one shot, that sunrise? Yeah, horizon? Is yeah, that, that, that single large? shot is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Favreau. <laughs> oh, no. The last thing they ended on was the Mandalorian. That was the the final oh, trailer, the final. but they, they, they make you wait all the way yeah. to the end. 
for the new for the new trailer of the see, Mandalorian. <laughs> to see twenty seconds over a generic Disney theme song. Yeah. Sit for spoiler hours. spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, six. Yeah, and then if you could just add it to my ever growing list. Okay. Um, there were you guys had posted a couple months back some pre-order comics. I'm gonna have to go back and search you guys' Facebook and all. It said comment in comments below. Okay. Reserve copy. Remember what it was? Uh, totally. Yeah. Some fantasy thing. Uh, I don't know. I uh, just. Well, there's pretty good chance it was ordered, just the fact of what it was. Do that. I'm digging it. The pretzel crust. I don't think we said that yet. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think we've mentioned what we're eating. So, uh, not Little Caesars. No. Not, not Pizza Hut or Domino's. No. Not Papa Murphy's, which we haven't gone in our rotation, because that would... Yeah, not we would need some sort of a, an oven to make it in the microwave. In. <laughs> yeah, just leave it out in the sun for a while. <laughs> um, now, when it comes to crust, are you a crust person? Just a general like, like you know, you don't just leave the crust there. I'm sure you probably eat it. No, I just I take the cheese and the sauce and all the toppings. I just peel it off the ooh, crust. Ooh. Yeah, I. But like the I edge. eat the crust, so I I eat the whole thing. I eat the yeah. But when it comes to the end, like you know, I eat it as well. But also, is there like ever a moment where it's just like, oh, you know, you've ran, you don't have anything to dip it in. You've just you just have the crust. With this pretzel one, with having that that pretzel salt at the end there, I think is kind of. Winning me over of like a plus with the cheese cup, but just adding that extra taste because I'm only tasting that at the end. I don't know if that's what uh, 
if you would agree to that. Um, as far as yeah. I mean, if it's just with the salts mostly. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd agree. I mean, it's not not like they uh, salted the whole yeah, crust. It'd be the whole crust has been assaulted. <laughs> Sounds like it might be an episode title name somewhere in there. But yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, pretzel. Yeah. But yeah, I, am- I mean, when I was eating the rest of the the slice, I didn't think, well, this, this is very pretzel-like. I mean, it's more or less, it's a it's a pizza crust. And that's what I kind of like about it, is that it's kind of at the end, rather than it just being, you know, an entire, like, soft pretzel that just has mozzarella and... It's like pizza and pretzels, not pizza pretzels. Yes. Like the combos. We're not eating combos, yeah. <laughs> they were both, like, trying to, like, Swallow, swallow so we can spit out the combos. <laughs> so, Pizza Ranch. Yes. What about it? That's where we got this <clears throat> oh, pizza okay. from. Pizza Ranch. We hadn't mentioned that. I felt like we should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leave them in suspense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we should have really talked it up more and then announced that. Because I know we have at least one person who may or may not listen to this podcast who may or may not greatly dislike Pizza Ranch. Well, it's definitely not me. I've been going there for uh, over 10 years. I remember going to, I assume it's more of a Midwest thing. I know, I think like Iowa and like Indiana, I think there's some in there. And there's one in Minnesota, I know. A lot of them in Wisconsin. So if there's anybody like listening from like Japan or something, they're probably not going to be able to... Uh, find a pizza ranch near them yet yet in texas if you're listening you might be able to find a ranch that maybe you can make pizza on that ranch you might be able to have pizza at a ranch yeah yeah but But i don't think there's a pizza ranch the pizza ranch yeah not just a pizza ranch the pizza ranch and i remember the first one being recommended from one of my mom's friends that uh I think her son lived in uh, Oosburg, Wisconsin, and she was telling us about this place, about this pizza buffet place, pizza buffet, I got ahead of myself, pizza buffet place, because normally I would go to, you know, the Pizza Hot one was the uh, first and only that I've ever known of that had like a, just a straight up pizza place that had a buffet, rather than a buffet that has, you know, crappy pizza on, because that's usually... If you've ever, like, go to, like, Ponderosa, which I like Ponderosa, but if you have the pizza at Ponderosa, there's something different about it. Yeah, places like that, they don't have uh, somebody who's really tried to perfect pizza. You know, they don't have their signature crust and whatever. It's, yeah, it's like, I don't know, whatever, whatever pizza dough mix they got wholesale deal on they uh, they ordered several sacks of it and whipped up some pizza to throw it on their buffet most pizza places will actually try a little bit harder they'll come up with kind of a more signature crust sauce stuff like that i'm sure a lot of them will use some you know certain ingredients that are just they, they buy sauce from you know sauce r us or you know Whatever it is. Scree- uh, Screech's Secret Sauce from Saved by the Bell. But, uh, uh, but they, they try to have something so that their pizza 
has some sort of a distinctness to it. And to Ponderosa's defense, uh, you know, they're also worrying about chicken and potatoes and vegetables and, you know. Which you can also get at Pizza Ranch. <laughs> that is true. Basically saying once Pizza Ranch was introduced into my life through the Oosberg place, which uh, may or may not be like the original one or maybe the first in Wisconsin, but as they became popular, uh, then they started popping up when I heard they were getting getting one in Fond du Lac, and then we saw one in Wapan. I've been to one in um, in uh, Baraboo, Wisconsin Dells. Uh, anytime I kind of come across one, Sheboygan's got one. Um, anytime I kind of come across one, it kind of eliminates anything else in the area because it's just like, ooh, Pizza Ranch. I just had a bite where probably just from, you know, slopping on the, the salt around the crust, I just had a piece of pepperoni that was covered in the pretzel salt. Uh So that bite, I really did get the whole pizza pretzel thing. But more than anything, it tasted like a really salty bite of pepperoni. A pretzel-roni? Yeah, (laughs) pretzel-roni. I thought you were like going that direction, and I was just like, all right, I'll let them them finish. But uh, I was hoping you weren't going to say pretzel-roni. And I didn't. (laughs) Good. Trademark Anthony. And at the the Oosberg Pizza Ranch, uh, another big highlight was uh, the fact that they would have uh, a basketball hoop in like off to the side. They'd have like a like mini arcade, and I remember, and this was like ten, twelve years ago. Then they had a, a computer, so you can go on the internet, and it was just like a full on like you know home PC and everything. So it's just now it would probably just be a bunch of tablets if they did that. But it, it was kind of funny just like seeing the whole mouse and the monitor and everything and. But seeing that as one of the options for, you know, the like the arcade play area or something. But one of the weirdest things was the basketball hoop. It was a full-size basketball hoop. It was an arcade basketball. Um, it was one, you know, it was maybe like a quarter of a half court. It's not like it was a full-on, like, you know, there was literally just one hoop. And uh, me and, uh, like, my high school friends, this was post-high school, but the friends I had in high school, we would all go to uh, Pizza Ranch and eat a bunch of food, go shoot some hoops, and then we worked up some more appetite, and then we'd go back out, and I don't know if that was, you know, considered loitering if we already left our table, but, you know, we didn't close out anything, and we, you know, left our stuff there, and we just worked up enough uh, appetite to get another round or two. Well, I mean, if they're okay with that. Yeah, I mean... they're still open, I think, and we never got in trouble. So it just felt weird to be doing that and then leave and then like go do something completely different for like a half hour and then go back and just and just continue on with buffet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Oosberg and then like I said, Fond du Lac and Wapan got them. Wapan is uh, for any of the local listeners here. It's probably my favorite one because their arcade is almost like a true arcade. Uh, it's not as big as a, if you go to the mine shaft in Hartford. But it's that kind of idea of, you know, the lower lighting and you got the arcade basketball. They still they have a bigger normal size basketball court as well. Still, you know, like a half court type of deal, but uh, a bigger room for it. a bunch of the video games and like prizes, redemptions, tickets and all the pizza ranches that I've been to. All the ones, uh, the aforementioned pizza ranches. Um, on the pizza ranch tour yes <laughs> i uh i've never had a bad experience with it it's all like you know they all 
So I think it all started as like a family thing, and I would always see like the Oosberg guy. I would see him at Fond du Lac when they opened, and and then you know West Bend here opened one, and um, so I think it is a very kind of like tight knit uh, family operation, at least from the the beginning up until they you know branched out, ranched out even more. Yeah, they they ranched out all across <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I I hadn't heard of them until uh, David. Actually, uh, for his police explorers thing, uh, went to, um, well, I think they actually went through a couple of times, but once when they went up to Appleton, where he's, uh, uh, at now for school, they went up there for some training because they got their police academy training grounds area. And, uh, so they've, they've done stuff up there and, uh, that's, I think the first time that I even heard of them is that they stopped there and got lunch at Pizza Ranch, one of them along the way. I don't know if they have one right in Appleton or if it was Fond du Lac or which one they... I know there's one in the Appleton area because I'd go visit my friends uh, when we'd go see Marvel movies and everything, and Pizza Ranch would be one of our stops where we'd either before or after and talking about the movie. but Or before and after. Yeah, yeah. Which I think has been suggested one time. I don't think we ever followed through with it, but it's like yeah, <laughs> you, you get your plates, you go, you eat, you get your fill, you go see a movie, you come, leave your plates all there, leave your stuff there, you come back, and you know three hours later, <laughs> what you a just great, you just hit the buffet again. Yeah, great system. Yeah. So yeah, there's one in the Appleton area. <clears throat> half half an hour to play the basketball at their mm-hmm. on ground. Yeah. Court versus <laughs> no, I mean, maybe if they have their own in-house movie theater, that's where the, that's what they that, need. To that do. might be that might be acceptable then to just come back. I can't imagine having. I mean, I can because I can just put two and two together. But a a buffet at a movie theater, <laughs> like not just the concessions. I mean, that would be crazy too. I mean, I, to a certain you pay point, so much for the buffet and movie and. You know, you can just yeah. You know, there's a kind of this slow part of the movie. You're like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go get another plate. Yeah, I'm gonna get another uh, couple more scoops of M and M's. You know, out of the out of the buffet M and M's area. They just have you know giant tubs of M and M's. I was thinking more like chicken, but <laughs> see, that's where I started with. But then I was thinking with the movie theater, like, yeah, you can get free refills on popcorn and stuff. But what if they had all those uh, other items, just unlimited nachos and I mean, just candy? Do that. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of sitting <laughs> sitting there watching, you know, Avengers 15, you know, just going to town on some fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe some uh, mashed potatoes, biscuits. Yeah. I like that. And my, my next time around, maybe I'd come back with, uh, with a slice of pizza. And, of course, the pizza, unless it was a pizza ranch one, you know, Pizza was going to be decent, but, you know, if their main specialty is movies. Yeah, see, I, I can't see doing this the first time you've seen a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hey, I've seen this one a few times. I can, I can get up and go get my plate. Speaking of getting up and getting another plate. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. It's a very commercial break. That's it? I said you don't, but 
And if you want that piece, you can have that one too. That was one of the end ones that was just like a giant, like, boomerang of crust. And we're back. With a mouthful of... Pretzelroni? Whatever the bread stuff was. With, oh, the what they call it there, cactus it? bread. Cactus bread. <clears throat> uh, it's not at all like I'd imagine cactus tasting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, more enjoyable than... I assume more enjoyable than mm. you would imagine. Less watery. Yeah, I'm not getting like poked with the little cactus, <laughs> little, yeah. you know, needle things. Less watery, though. I, I would expect it to you take a bite into it and then it's just a pool of water come up. Or is that just happening like Looney Tunes? Is that like a real thing? Cactuses have water. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never tapped a cactus. <laughs> Do cactus stands. <laughs> <laughs> Some great episode title suggestions here. <laughs> I now want to make a a cactus related character for Gene Guy so I can just have like his origin story tapping some cactuses and which is uh going back to my backyard wrestling days in high school. I was Cactus Latch, because there was a Cactus Jack played by Mick Foley. So naturally, I was Cactus Latch, so maybe I could just bring Cactus Latch into uh, the comic book world. So so Cactus Latch never uh, never wrestled the Burger King. Cause... <laughs> no. Yeah, those two, I don't know why. Those two had never met. Uh, it's just uh, maybe different weight classes. <laughs> Couldn't, could never get them on the same card. Yeah, yeah. I know some wrestling terms, huh? I guess is that like a boxing thing too, probably? Card. Yeah, probably. Interchangeable for that. No, I haven't uh, been a wrestling fan in years. I grew up watching it, though. You know, so. Like, yeah. 80s, early 90s. Same. And then I kind of uh, got myself weaned off the wrestling teat. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, these I'm just full, titles. full of episode titles <laughs> um, yeah I had that same like 80s or 90s thing my dad would always watch it so I grew up watching you know your, your Hulk Hogan's and your Savages and your Andre the Giants and all that stuff then there was a greater period of the mid 90s and it didn't really do anything didn't really care and follow it and you know I was getting into the comics and X-Men a little harder and so I probably, I, I always kind of traded hobbies in that way. And then the big Buffy obsession happened in 97. <laughs> it was the big, the big Buffy obsession of 97. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean for it to sound like it was some big, like, historic, like. But basically that's what it sounded like. So then some of that stuff was traded in. But then in 99, a buddy of mine invited me to, they were getting a WCW pay-per-view. Uh, sold out 99 and uh actually no it was 98 eighth grade it was and uh and i just went on a whim just being like oh yeah five bucks oh yeah i can do that you're gonna have food that's cool there was no pretzel pizza but you know you make do with what you got i've got some more salted pepperoni (laughs) uh 
Yeah, and then after seeing that one, then I was real heavy into it for like the next like maybe like eight, ten years or so. Howdy. Hello, hello. So yeah, that was kind of mine. And now I'll just dip in and out. I don't follow anything, but I'll just see, you know, there's a lot of crossover between wrestling and comics, not only with there being wrestling comics, but also like a lot of the wrestlers love comics and in a way, it's basically, you know, wrestlers are superheroes in the sense of, you know, you dress up and you wear your tights and your capes and right. fight your bad guys. And it's basically... Some of them wear masks. Yeah, yeah. It's basically yeah. comic books, but it's kind of cool just to see all the crossover uh, when I, like, so many of them have podcasts and stuff. And then you just hear about them being comic fans. And, but yeah, I don't know where any of that talk started from, but... Oh, wrestling a cactus. Tap a cactus. Cactus latch. Yep, there we go. Tag team cactus wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) So how's it going, David? Pretty good. Good? Not bad, not bad. We were just wondering if if cactuses were full of water like they are in like cartoons, or is that just a thing? Do you have any cactus knowledge? (laughs) Um, I'm under the impression they are. Yeah, see? That's a survival thing that they teach you. Look for a cactus and cut open for water. Yeah, so we were talking about it, and then I just kind of made a joke about water and a cactus, and then I'm like, I don't know if that was just... I just get that from Looney Tunes or what, but... Yeah. Well, I know they have water. I just yeah, don't know, like... If it's a... Yeah, is it like... It's a real viable... Like, is it a normal practice of people, you know... Like yeah, you but like, if you tap it, does it just, you know, come come up pouring out, or do you... <laughs> You have to, is it more like you have to suck the cactus juice from the cactus? Yeah, yeah. That just said, is it water or is it cactus juice? It's, well, it's cactus juice, but it's made for concentrate, so uh. you add the water. <laughs> now, what's the excited, exciting uh, release you're looking forward to today? Well, I was looking forward to Absolute Swamp, but I got delayed again. Oh, yeah? A uh, hardcover? I guess I'm looking forward to... Midnight Sky, Midnight Vista, and Something is Killing the Children number two. Ah, uh, yes. I got the last one. Right? I'm really hoping I have those three. What are you hoping for? Midnight see. Vista two, Midnight Sky two, and Something is Killing the Children two. See if I can make you read. Well, you're a man, so you're already lost. <laughs> Don't knock until you've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Crimson Callaway. What? <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. If only you knew what that "I am Groot" translated to on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is a, that's the Frank Miller one, right? Yes. Marvel Comics one thousand one. Uh, for this coming Saturday, since we don't have any club picks, uh, we're definitely going to be doing non-spoiler segments in addition to whoever else wanted to bring the favorite stuff for the continue the celebration. But just so you know that we will definitely have a non-spoiler segment so we can, uh, anything that needs to be caught up on can be done. I had a big staff from last week. Now to hear Kevin Feige news, the president of Marvel Studios and his added job titles now. So Kevin Feige, who's a Marvel Studios president from Iron Man up until Endgame and obviously, uh, the Sony Spider-Man movies and all the uh, upcoming phases and Disney Plus related stuff. 
the one of the sole uh, people you can credit the most for the continuity and the product and the, the directors and everything that happens. A lot of that stems from Kevin Feige. Well, he has just now taken over the title of Chief Creative Officer for Marvel, which is formerly held by Joe Casada, who is former editor-in-chief at Marvel, as well as an artist. Joe's taking on a different uh, position within the company, but Kevin Feige will now be overlooking creative uh, decisions for Marvel Studios movies, including Disney+, Plus, Marvel Television, which is quote-unquote known as like the ABC and the you know, like the like the Netflix area, like under Marvel TV banner, Hulu, things like that, as well as Marvel Comics, which was the, like a, the TV thing I understood because mm-hmm. he's getting into that game with the Disney Plus stuff. But the comics threw me for like a I'm really just trying to connect everything a little bit more tightly. Now. So now that leads to some theories, but so. Kevin Feige, Marvel Comics. Uh, a couple years ago, I kind of threw this out there. And I was surprised that uh, they didn't do this, but they have the preludes to the Marvel Studios films. You know, sometimes they're just comic adaptations of the films and a two-issue mm-hmm. thing. Sometimes there are original materials, so some of the Guardian stuff is new. I know some of the Doctor Strange stuff was new. But I had always wondered why they never did like a full line of whether it's graphic novels or just more mini-series of, like, in-between stories, like, for an example, like a uh, Banner and Widow, you know, because years passed and then, you know, they had a relationship, so, like, that could service a a comic mini-series in Marvel Studios' canon, much like how the Star Wars stuff is canon in the comics and the movies and everything. Now I'm wondering, with Kevin Feige is the one overlooking it, because he had nothing to do with the actual comic side of the business but now he would and i kind of wonder if that what you had said if they're gonna tighten things up and make it a little more synergized did you hear they're now including the tim burton batman universe into the uh dc crisis crossover yeah kind of they are. through that Knox character <laughs> i'm all for it i just love how they're just opening up to basically everything that's ever happened Good chance I'll buy all those episodes on iTunes, you know, once I watch them in the CW app, but I would definitely buy a Blu-ray of those, just the five-episode ser- miniseries. The regular miniseries? Well, if they put, because they're all going to be five episodes, that, or it's going to be five episodes total for the Crisis at Infinite Earths. Huh. Now, typically, I don't think they've ever put the other previous crossovers they haven't put any of the other previous crossovers on DVD or anything, but like this one being a five night event and just with as much talent as they're bringing in from the movies and animated series and television shows. And because he yeah, had a crossover between the programming nights for Arrow, Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash, and I assume Legends. Like, I know Black Lightning's in there, but I would assume. Yeah, but I don't know if he's part of the actual crossover. Yeah, so like I think it would be like a Legends episode, possibly. Kurt would know. He's CW. I think he owns stock in CW, DC or something, so. Yeah, he was just talking about watching Black Lightning. 
And then apparently they're bringing Lucifer in. He was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I heard that too. He said he got upset because he was watching like everything that they are referencing and everything. But Lucifer was one thing he hasn't seen, and he yeah, doesn't have time. Up, like, said he doesn't have time to like watch a couple seasons of the show he hasn't watched yet. But but he like went back to the old Birds of Prey show. Yeah, and, yeah I didn't even think about that at least. Referencing that on yeah, I'm pretty sure they're involved too, so they're just pulling from everything, so I think the one thing they have because Linda Carter I know was rumored and yeah, she was on Supergirl, but I don't know if they've officially I haven't heard anything other than if the she, rumor of she's going to be in Because if she comes back as Diana That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I mean, come on, they're bringing Burt Ward back. See, now they should have held, held off Linda Carter until they decided to do like a CW version of Wonder Woman. There you go. <laughs> she could finally play Hippolyta. I thought that was where they're gonna go for like the movie, you know, if they got her to play. But maybe that was just too stunt casting, you know, like. But for the CW, that's a different. They're not. They don't shy away from stunt casting, so. Yeah. Maybe they could get uh, Charlize Theron to play Hippolyta. <laughs> Alright guys, well, we'll see you on Saturday. Alright. All right. See you then. Have a good night. Yep. I'm trying to remember what the story was with that. I think that's who it was. There was something where she... Yeah. Correctly, she was complaining about the, the type that of That she was being offered and, for the mom role. Yeah, she's being offered for the mom role and it's like... Uh, she Not understanding that you it's know, not that, a, like a. They're not. It's not like she's playing some old lady or yeah. something. It's basically just Wonder Woman, but right, but not named Wonder Woman. So yeah, tapping a cactus. Um, <laughs> get off of that tech. Cactus. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, I guess verdict on pet pretzel pizza. Verdict on the pretzel pizza. Good. I get, um, it does, uh, it's a different twist on having some kind of crust gimmick. You know, like, we've had the stuffed crust, which is good. Um, let's just add something a little, little different to it. And again, the crust itself, I can't say that I, you know, bite into this, I think, pretzel. Yeah. Um, but I mean, have you had, like, pretzel buns? Oh, yeah. Stuff like that, because um, I'm trying to think if I have. I'm not sure that I have, so I'm trying to think what how that is. I know where I had my first one. It was in Chicago and the filming of uh, Transformers Three: mm. uh, Rise of the Skywalkers, <laughs> Fallen, Rise of the Fall, the Fallen, the Fallen. I think. Yeah, it's uh, Transformers the Fall. The uh, yeah, Transformers Three. Three. So we had went down there for, they were filming in Chicago, so I went down there and uh, watched some of the filming going on, and it was pretty pretty cool watching that, but to kill time beforehand, ate on the, on the river there, and on the Chicago River, there's a restaurant, and I saw it on the, on the menu, it said pretzel bun, and I don't think I had ever heard that before. I was just like, what? And I'm like, well, okay, I, I want that, because... That's pretty unique. That's a, two words I haven't heard together before. And yeah, that one is, uh, it's very, it's definitely more pretzel-y than 
your pretzel crust here. Yeah, I don't see pretzel buns offered. We we would use we used to make them at the store. I think I think it was just a phase that just kind of went in and out and didn't end up selling as much. But whenever I saw them, I'd get them because what I would do if I made burgers at home, I'd take the pretzel bun, make get the normal burger and all that stuff. But on the bun, I would put a layer of spread cheese mm. and have that melted into when I put the burger in there. And having that pretzel soaked. You know, spread cheese bun was just heaven. Oh. But but those weren't as like salty as you get as the end of the crust on here. Mm. But okay, I think that's the big. Uh, yeah, I was kind of wondering how that compares to what you're getting here. Like now, I kind of want the idea of to make like pizza buns, but make it with pretzel buns. That'd be a now. There's two different kind of pizza buns where you can either make them with English muffins or with hamburger buns. What do you, what do you, what do you think of when you hear pizza buns? Oh, I was thinking about buns made out of actual pizza and then you just threw a burger on there or something. And... <laughs> well, that works too. But I mean, am I crazy to assume that? So you're talking about like, just like some people would do like, yeah, like the English muffins yeah. or whatever, um, sauce cheese maybe whatever you throw on there that's that's uh what i'm more familiar with is the english muffin so you should ask tammy on what uh, she remembers from holy trinity and uh, what if she remembers the pizza buns okay they were the hamburger had, ones that okay. were left over that they just <laughs> yeah they're like well we have these leftover uh Hamburger buns, yeah. and we've got the leftover stuff from the pizzas. So, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure pizza buns followed hamburgers and pizza on the previous two days for uh, for the lunch menu. So I'm not just uh, being silly there. <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> 100%. Maybe if we got lucky, we'd have two, two days in a row of uh, pizza buns, you know. But they're always good. I mean, the hamburger buns were good too, but I guess at, at home I would traditionally have the have the English muffin version, but that's a good tip out there if you have a cup, like a an extra bun or two, and you got some sauce lying around. Yeah. Sprinkle some cheese on there and some pretzel ronies, and you got yourself a. So incidentally, the the day after having like tacos, they would take the busted up shells and the leftover cheese and serve nachos. Nachos, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any uh, like uh, pizza nachos or? No, not that I can think of. So. Well, we would have turkey cubes over fluffy rice. That's quote unquote. That's what it was on the menu. I'll never forget that terminology of turkey cubes. N- never had turkey cubes over fluffy rice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was. Honestly, it was. I'm not a big rice person, so like every time I saw that, I was like, oh, I better pack a cold lunch today. <laughs> I don't want turkey cubes. Over rice is never what you call fluffy, anyways. Yeah, you know, it was always the matted <laughs> together stuff. You know. Yeah, if you had a ball of rice, that's what it remained was a ball of rice. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure they'd probably have like hot turkey sandwiches after the the turkey cube days. You know, like if they're just just got your cubes and miles. So the turkey cubes didn't come afterwards. <laughs> it wasn't like <laughs> they the turkey cubes were. <laughs> yeah, day one we get a turkey, <laughs> and then the rest of the week is turkey cubes. You slice turkey. up the leftovers, <laughs> so you get the slices, and then the pieces that were small to slice up you'd have cubes then it was just turkey bits yep turkey bits <laughs> over chunky rice turkey bits which 
they could only get from the male turkeys. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I learned a lot. So, <clears throat> so you know, we're uh, you know raising these kittens now mm. that because uh, the the pregnant stray that we brought in and everything and uh, um. So there's, I'm trying to think which food it is that we got for them. One of the foods is like, you know, it says the flavor, and it says, with life bits. <laughs> life bits. And it asked my daughter, Katie, about, uh, you know, David's Katie. Yeah, David's Katie. Ask David's Katie about the life bits. Because even she was afraid to to give him this <laughs> this food. She's like, I don't know if we should feed him that. Are we gonna what have, exactly are life bits? Are we gonna have life bits on life day this year? <laughs> life bits. Okay. And of course, when I hear life bits, I'm my mind is going to something <laughs> probably worse than what hers was going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Hey, you want some of my life bits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. So <laughs> now I'm curious to check. Uh, was it on can can stuff? Yeah, you know, I feel like it might have been. I'm trying to remember which ones. You got some friskies. You got some nine, nine lives, and I am out of brand. So I should. Uh, I've never had a cat, so I, I should just shoot a message over to Katie right now and be like, "Which cat food had the life bits?" <laughs> we'll see. If she gets back to me. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I'll probably be ignored, so we won't get an answer. I could also, like, Google, you know, cat food, life bits, and see, but I don't know. seems like you should wait and get that, you know, that person <laughs> outside of here to just yeah. send that message in. And get it straight from the source. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to Google life bits. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I mean, now everything is done on the internet. But when when the internet was a little bit more new, most people would just do some sort of search um, on what they were looking for, what made sense to them. Being a, a fan of the band Queen, my my wife becoming a fan because I was a fan and, and she really liked them. Um, she wanted to find out more or whatever, so she's oh, like, "Oh, I'll find I it." And I probably told this. you this one before. Might not have been on air, but not by this. But uh, <laughs> so she's thinking, well, what what makes sense? I mean, people who have a website of their own usually name it after themselves. So it's only natural that she would search for queen.com. Mm. Uh, she went to queen.com only yeah. to find that queen.com was something completely different mm. than, uh, al although Freddie Mercury probably would have appreciated it. Uh, <laughs> But it was something completely different than what she thought it was going to be. Uh, Life bits cat food. Okay, here we go. Uh, that seems. Oh, I. This is the one it was. I bet it's that because uh, they're using that that blue, whatever blue buffalo. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Blue buffalo. So that's the one it is. I'm actually seeing it in other stuff. It pops up when I search it. You know, life bits cat food. Oh, but actually, most of them that have it have that blue buffalo. So. I think that's what it is. It's the blue buffalo uh, brand. Brand, I think, is the kitten food. And uh, yeah. Now, when I typed in life bits, oh, and now I'm finding something that says life source bits. Oh. And that has the registered, you know, that 
that's circle. Good. You know, or Robin. I'm not sure which one that means. Well, it might be Robin. Now, Burt Ward, he, he, him and his wife had created this like dog food company. If you're unfamiliar with that at all, uh, we, we actually this. buy that dog food, and I'm trying to think what it's called. So maybe this is for Robin. <laughs> uh, so it's Robin's life bits. <clears throat> but yeah, bits. we actually, uh, you know, we read a lot of good things on their their dog food. So we actually started uh, buying that Ferrari. So who is our uh, child? No, our our dog. <laughs> so Dick Grayson has dog food, possibly with some life bits. You got some some Dick bits going on there. Yeah, Dick's bits. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably um, good that they didn't go with that name. Yeah. Although maybe they considered going with the name Dick Bits for for, for the food, only to find that DC uh, or Warner Brothers just put put a stop. Yeah, put a stop to that. They 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 were quick to cut off the Dick Bits. <laughs> yeah. See, see when they said when it says Life Source Bits, it doesn't have quite the same sound to it. But I think that's what it was. Uh, I think there was something on it that said life bits, but here it's all saying life source bits. Which even then, I mean, that almost makes it sound worse because it's life source bits. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, Katie's always wondering if... uh, And it is, she actually got back to me. She wrote, is this? And because that's the type of grammar that Katie likes to use. Okay. Um... Is this? Yeah, she says things like "is this," and then she sent the picture, and it's the the blue buffalo <laughs> dog food. Which th- this bag looks more crumpled up than any one that you see on the uh, online. A little less thing. professional. Yeah, yeah it's it's not. It, it's not advertisement uh, <laughs> quality. Yeah, that's yeah. It doesn't really. Yeah, she didn't even. It doesn't even show the part where it's got the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can see that it okay. does, uh, in fact, say life source. It's Once you squint your eyes and tilt your head, you can see it. And, well, and it's right on a curve, <laughs> so you can, yeah, it's... So photography as, as the, might as not the bags be in her purple. future anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, she's a smart girl, and she could do pretty much whatever she wanted to, so long as it's not photography. <laughs> She'll probably blame it on her phone. Um, she's She's said many times how... Her phone takes horrible pictures. <laughs> you know, it makes the bag look all crumpled up. Yeah. And <laughs> I had a phone like that once. I had to return it right away. But that's, yeah, that's their, their sales thing. That's how they're trying to sell that particular food. They're like, But it has life source bits in it. And it does make you wonder, what are these life source bits? Speaking of Comic-Con. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I think that's what I Because that's what we were just talking yep, about. Yep. Um, I had went to Ace Comic Con Midwest in Chicago and uh, Rosemont, Illinois this past weekend at the time of this recording. Had a fun time, did a lot of cool stuff, met a lot of cool celebrities. This is going to be another edition of, you know, look at Anthony's pictures on the audio podcast mm-hmm. only. Okay, I love this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great recurring segment. segment. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Incidentally, I was mentioning I'm really happy that I wasn't taking a drink of soda or whatever when you <laughs> when you switched over to this conversation because uh, I didn't have anything in my mouth and I still felt myself kind of spitting a little bit. <laughs> um, 
So I went through uh, Artist Alley and uh, met a batch of creators I haven't met before. So it's always cool to see who's on the list. Go through my collection. I pull like usually two or three items uh, to get signed. I usually keep it pretty low if I someone I really like. You know, sometimes maybe I'll bring an extra one or I'll just see him a second time and bring another batch. But I like to keep it. You know, there you'll get some people they'll bring their entire collection, an entire run of, you know, have somebody sign a hundred free issues of, uh, yeah. Can you know, you, they just haul up a long box. And there's a, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that. That's pretty ridiculous. I just bring about two or three and they're usually sometimes if they're number one, um, but a lot of times they'll go through and if it's a specific story or a cover, I'll pull up a, a later issue. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to do, signings regularly i just i it would drive me nuts just the repetitiveness of just signing my name and as bad as my signature has gotten over the years i could just it just yeah. it'd be like just sort of a, a line just a line i'm just line with a little curve i'm just end. crossing off the cover <laughs> just you're just dot you know. dabbing it just like someone's just putting your hand uh, down onto the book Taking one of those like bingo dabbers, uh, yeah. they still make those things, and just, just that's like your trip. That's your yeah. trip, yeah. A stamp and yeah, just put the date on it. <laughs> uh, looking at one of the books here in front of us, here is Gilbert the Little Merman by Art Balthazar. I had met Gilbert the Little, oh wait, no, Art Balthazar. I met Art Balthazar. Uh, Owner, co-owner of the Oh Yeah Comics. They've got a chain of stores. They got one in Skokie, Illinois. I was there a couple months ago. He's got one in uh, New York. It's him and Franco, which is Art and Franco. You often see advertised with a lot of the all ages and uh, kids books, mostly from DC. You got your Tiny Titans and uh, and some creator owned stuff of the Oh Yeah Comics and. I know Art has a uh, little wolf boy, and he's, they've done itty bitty Hellboy, and they've done uh, itty bitty Archie, or little Archie, and things like that. All very family friendly, kid friendly. It's uh, sort of their deal. And they also have a podcast, the Oh Yeah Podcast, and uh, that name all comes from the fact that uh, Art himself uh, always says, "Oh yeah." And knowing that, going up to meeting him for the first time in person, um, it was funny just kind of hearing about three or four casual oh yeahs and like oh yeah yeah it's it's good oh yeah you got the little Archie is good and oh yeah Superman of Smallville oh yeah it's a good one I got that one out and uh, super super nice guy first time meeting him I told him that uh, I met him on Friday and then on Sunday. I was going to be bringing in my friends Nikki and Steve and their children, uh, Ari and Jaden, which are known as my uh, illegitimate niece and nephew. Um, for you know, they they call me Uncle Anthony and that kind of. It's a interchangeable thing, but you know they're not related to me. So not illegitimate as though they're like bastard children. Yeah, just... but you know, illegitimate's more just clean, I um, guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they wanted to get six-year-old ari into you know the exciting you know, excitement of reading and loves the superhero movies and the cartoons and the toys and all that stuff so we decided to find the best you know batch of like starter comics and i'm like you know what art belt is the place to go it's got a lot of fun stuff and 
lot of real cheap deals, a lot of like dollar issues, a lot of bundle deals, all stuff that he's selling there at his table. So I kind of told him about it's that. The, the discount books, like, you know, the ones that didn't take off or sell it. You know, <laughs> no, he's like got... itty bitty titty committee. Um, <laughs> no, that one might not make it under the all ages. Uh, that might oh, be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, he had complete runs of all the things and he had the deals that if you wanted to buy, you know, the six issues of this, then cut you a deal on it, like a trade deal almost in a way. But he signs everything and blah, blah, blah. He recently came out with uh, Superman of Smallville for the all ages under the Zoom, I think, the Zoom line for DC Comics. I think that's what it's okay, called. Okay, yeah, yep. And uh, I picked that up. I heard good things because he was just talking about... Oh, you'd think that the Zoom line from DC Comics would, would be be you know where they only write stories about flash villains instead it's could be anything but yeah they, they maybe missed an opportunity there um but i heard him talk about uh, the process on the latest podcast i listened to and then i uh picked up the book i read it uh, one of the next mornings at the con and then when i had opened it up because he signed everything then he actually drew a little uh crypto the super dog uh which I didn't know he did. He probably just whipped it up so quick and didn't even notice it. But uh, it's going to be one of those, once again, images you can see exclusively in person while we record the audio podcast. But he's got the Superman of Smallville, which is simply a uh, elementary school Clark Kent origin story dealing with, you know, becoming Superman and having powers and everything like that. And then, uh, yeah, he attached a... Uh, a quick uh, little drawing of crypto in there. Um, so, yeah, I picked up a couple things from him, and then I told him about my friends as we went there on Sunday. And that was – they were they told me they wanted me to be their tour guide for the con. I've gone to them over the last uh, 15 years. I've been to, like, 40 or 50 cons, a couple a year. And it's uh, it was a pleasure to get the, uh, the opportunity – to take them on a tour so i had already done anything everything at the con so stopped at our Balthazar there and uh steve and ari there got jumped in with the photo and did you carry around like the mic from like a cb radio and you're like and over here i should have if you turn to the left here we've got mark bagley legendary spider-man artist uh listen up spider friends which bleeds perfectly into the next story so i met mark bagley legendary spider-man artist um, never met him before, you know, co-creator of the Peter Parker Ultimate Spider-Man, where he did like over like 130 or 40 issues of that over a 10-year run, which is pretty unheard of for a modern, you know, any like post-2000 comic runs. Um, if you're, you know, not Robert Kirkman and, you know, <laughs> Charlie Adler and things like that. But, um... Did that, he recently did, and that, this is one of the cool things, when you're like known as like an 80s, 90s Spider-Man artist, and to reach like almost 2020 and think like, well, clearly they've got other people drawing Spider-Man now, and he's probably not blah, blah, blah. Well, he's the artist from uh, Spider-Man Life Story that came out this year. So it's kind of cool to see that somebody, you know, is like still active, that it's just not like, you know, you make your name for Spider-Man and then... And then you're just forgotten and you don't yeah, get Yeah, I'm done there. with the spider guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the idea that, you know, he still still has new stuff while he hasn't been drawing, you know, the you know, the like the six one six stuff or anything like that, from my knowledge of the recent runs. So the life story he did and 
told them about my binging of Ultimate Spider-Man, which had 34 issues in a row in a day that I had read. And I didn't notice that until just at the end of the day, realizing, wow, I just burned through a lot of trades here. And I counted up and 34 issues is my record for uh, reading comic books in one day. So if you want to uh, sponsor me for any kind of readathon and collect some uh, points for the Book It program, get a free personal pizza at Pizza Hut, just let me know. Raising money for uh, the uh, Anthony Comic Book Fund. Thought you were gonna say for raising awareness for life bits. <laughs> Make everyone aware of life bits. Right. So going. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yes. So going through the line, this is one of the odds. So Mark Bagley was super nice. Um, so on Sunday, as I'm going through Artist Alley, and I take my friends through. And I see he's doing a commission sketch. I think he was charging like a hundred bucks for a head sketch, and somebody wanted a Spider-Man, as you would uh, maybe assume. And we we're walking past it, and I kind of stopped uh, six-year-old Ari, and I we're a couple, maybe like six feet away from the table or so, and I'm like, look, I'm like, uh, this guy draws Spider-Man, you know, he draws him in the comic books, and just kind of letting him know that, you know, this is how Spider-Man gets to be because of this guy's putting pen to paper and as that was happening the um, very unexpected thing happened as mark bagley noticed what i was doing here and he called up uh the kid took out a sharpie and we were all like snapping our cameras right away and uh started drawing on his hand and drew him a spider so there we go and autographed it, and now the poor kid can never wash that off. Exactly. They got it wrapped in a plastic bag right now, a rubber band it's around It's slabbed. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, like, such a cool thing where he stopped doing what, you know his sketch for the, for the grown man getting a drawing of Spider-Man. And then it was so cool to see that attention towards the kid, you know, and I was so jealous. And the guy was okay with it because he's paying for this this picture and he stops and does something else. He wasn't like, hey, that's my spider. See? <laughs> and tried to like claim to... Yeah, we 20 hand. bucks. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because when I, I, I was telling that story to somebody and they were like getting ahead of me thinking like, well, that'd be weird if somebody was upset. I'm like, they weren't what I meant to say, you know, just like what you were joking with. Everybody was super cool with it because it was such an awesome moment, but I had originally joked about, like, yeah, the guy that was, you know, got interrupted for his you know, sketch that he's paying for. Somebody's like, well, that'd be weird if he got that. I'm like, he didn't. I'm like, just a joke. It really was weird, yeah. <laughs> the guy's a freak. Um, so that was super, super cool to see uh, Mark Bagley do that for uh, for a little fan there. So um, took him around the con, did a bunch of stuff, and... Did a lot of cosplay, did a lot of shopping, and hit up some more Artist Alley things and picking up prints. And, and the other guy I introduced them to is Andy Park, who is uh, the like the concept designer for all of like Marvel Studios. So everything that you've seen in Marvel Studios, it all started with his sketch of being, for example, some of the prints he was selling. I bought a WandaVision one for the upcoming Disney Plus that they unveiled at D23. In August, that was one of my favorite concept arts that I've seen, and I was able to buy a, a pretty big print of it that I was super pumped up. Got him a picture with him, got it signed and all that stuff. But he also had a uh, Mantis one, which was simply like, hey, Mantis is going to be in Guardians Volume 2. 
we now need you to, you know, draw what a movie version of Mantis would be. And he kind of takes some liberties from the comic inspiration. But then by the time they cast Pom Clementiev, then it turns into what it did. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, you know, it's a concept type of deal. So it's not exactly it, but he's got all the, uh, all the examples there listed as prints that you could buy. So that was uh, super cool to have met him. Here we go. So I was talking about the WandaVision one with him. And uh, in the corner, if you look up the WandaVision Andy Park on Google, it'll probably show up. Um, omit life bits from there in that <laughs> Google search. Right. Clear that because you already have that in your browser. Clear that. Right. Clear that. Clear queen.com. <laughs> Just start a new tab. Close windows. Um, so the Andy Park one, he had a... Uh, you see shadows casted off into the corner and you see a, like a 60s Scarlet Witch tiara outfit and you see the Scarlet Witch and Vision comic shadows based off of their human, quote-unquote, human shadows based off of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. So uh, it was cool to kind of chat to him about that. Also met uh, artist Dexter Soy, who I think is currently doing some DC stuff. But I brought uh, the first set of issues of the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, as he's the one that did the initial run. Um, I'm trying to think of the, I don't know if it's Jamie McKelvey. There's somebody that did the initial, like, um, kind of like a concept thing. And the initial being like, this is what Carol Danvers Captain Marvel new suit's going to be. Then Dexter Soy did, you know, the actual storytelling uh, carrying on with that series. There was an artist that had, uh, I forget what the booth is called at the time of this, because I, I do have their business card, but this artist, she drew, uh, well, here we go, Aaron, Aaron Screetman, Screethan, it's kind of hard to see, I'm zooming in on, supergrouphugs.com, that's a lot easier to say. Everything she drew was a hugging pose of whether it was a marvel thing a dc thing harry potter you know just anything you can name a lot of pop culture stuff uh everybody is hugging everybody yeah yeah and it's a it was kind of a cool idea where you know you probably just got it and then all of a sudden okay let's make this a theme and now she you know specializes in you know all hug poses um so i bought a kate bishop and clint barton hawkeye hugging one um that one's that's it for that one there. Uh, met Olivia Coipel once again. Met him a couple years back, maybe like eight, ten years ago. He's currently doing the Spider-Man covers for J.J. Abram and Henry Abram's uh, comic with Sarah Pichelli. Uh He did the Magic Order from the Netflix image thing, so we talked about that a lot. I had him sign that. And I had him take my Action Comics 1000. If you remember that story about the car... Like the car from right. Action Comics, yeah. he's the one that did the art uh, for that one. So that, I want—I think that was a, a, a what's his face, Jeff Johns, written Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. I think co-wrote that one, mm. and Olivia Coipel did the art on it. So yeah, I had him take the uh, the Action Comics. Yeah, now I have to go back and look at uh, Action Comics One Thousand again because uh, at this point I've kind of forgotten exactly what all was in there and 
been like a year and a half on give or take already so it's been but yeah there was that one short story about you know picking up from that whole car from the cover um so yeah we did the artist alley stuff uh throughout the weekend i had some photo ops and uh um as i look at the time here to see to kind of wrap up some of the stories Uh, i see the clock's actually a little yeah running a little slow Mm -hmm. than what i've got so the speed round met tessa thompson who plays valkyrie she's recently in the men in black movie with chris hemsworth who was also there uh dear white people she's got the creed movies she's got veronica mars she's in what's the uh the sci-fi hbo show that uh it was uh I think JJ's like producing or something. The robot world, like oh, like uh, like West Westworld. World, yeah. She's in Westworld. So yeah, Tessa Thompson. She was super nice. She's uh, one of those celebrities that says, "Hi, I'm Tessa." There's uh, two people I've ever met in a celebrity uh, fashion that introduced their name to me when I'm just like, "Well, yeah, of course." That you know, I've been standing in your line. I bought your ticket, but it just shows just how polite and nice and she was to everybody that she you know introduced her name to everybody that knew her name then uh met chris hemsworth i didn't have any usually sometimes i'll do some fun photo poses with some props and some costume blah 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 didn't have a lot of those ideas the the well's kind of drying up there but i let my buddy steve and his son ari jump into the photo there and usually if i share a photo with somebody on the other side we do it so we can almost like basically chop the other person off if they wanted their own photo and blah, blah, blah. And as we were going to do that, Hemsworth pushed uh, the little six-year-old kid closer to him into the shot. So there actually isn't like a real good cropping, but what I want to do, I want to just put Rocket and Groot in the place of uh, of uh, Steve and Ari there. And uh, I think that'll just be a funny little like just thing to, to cover up. But like I said, I'm not, we weren't doing anything fun poses-wise, but you know... Well, when you said he pushed, I thought you were going to. He oh, pushed. yeah. yeah he Got like, the kid out of there. Yeah, no kids. Yeah, Hemsworth, he's a you know, tall glass of Australian water. Uh, he's a real, real tall guy, a lot taller than you know, I expected him to be tall, but you know, he, his presence was, uh, was well known, and uh, he called me mate, so that was cool. So, um, then I did do a fun photo pose with uh, Kieran Shipka, who's the current Sabrina Spellman on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Um, I asked if she could point at my uh, number one issue of Chilling Adventure as if she is using magic to turn the page. And then I went into uh, my Sketchpad app there and added a little magic dust to a little star sparkle to kind of have her turn the page there at the tip of her finger. So that was a lot of fun to, uh, and what was good is that she's kind of like dressed how Sabrina, she wears like this yeah. red, red dress normally with this, what I call white doily collar type of, you know, I don't know what that actually is, but you know, a like white a doily. doily collar. I, I yeah, mean, it's, it's I basi- mean, that's, that's basically what, what it is. is. Yeah. It's like, uh, they took it off their grandma's coffee table and, yeah. uh, just cut a hole in it. <laughs> Um, and as I wind this down for uh, time purposes, uh, I had a Brie IP pass, meaning a VIP for Brie Larson. Um, I think I copyrighted that term, so if you hear that anywhere, uh, I'm going to sue those people. Brie Larson was there. Her and Tessa had their first convention ever for a meet and greet type of deal. Got the photo, got the autograph. Um, super awesome to see one of my favorite characters. Uh, had her billion dollar movie this year, and uh, 
technically she's part of two billion dollar movies with Endgame as well. Uh, so I got a normal photo with her. She was super nice. But then I had an autograph session, which uh, you get to buy some more time and talk. And so I had some stories about how I had uh, basically predicted that she was going to be Captain Marvel when she had hosted SNL back in April of 2016. Um, I had said, I had texted a friend. And I'm just like, I think Brie would be a pretty good Captain Marvel because we knew the character was coming. They just haven't casted her yet. I'm like, she's got the look and, you know, she's, she's done some of those tough roles and, uh, you know, she's Oscar winner and she just needs a franchise now. And, and, uh, as I was saying that, you know, I could see her smiling as she was signing uh, the item, uh, next year that I'm going to show off. And, uh, then I told her it was about three months later when she was revealed as Captain Marvel on the stage of San Diego Comic-Con after, uh, an Avengers panel. Um, I had her sign uh, the Captain Marvel huh. shoes designed by Jen Bartel, comic artist, who I then planned to have her sign the shoe as well. Uh, she really took care and uh, she's very delicate with where, you know, asking where I wanted it to be signed. And she really took time on her name and like she just gave everybody, I witnessed her meeting other people too, and she just gave everybody the full attention and she was taking her own phone out and taking pictures of people cosplaying her characters, not just from Captain Marvel, but from her other movies. And then, uh, she would take She was taking selfies. She was getting gifts and taking pictures of their gifts. And she highlighted just like tons of fans on her feed and everything like that. And you could just see she was having a lot of fun. You don't often see that with some of the celebrities taking their own phone out. Maybe once in a blue moon, they'll take, you know, they got to get a picture of a, a cute cosplay or something yeah, like that for, for more than just a selfie. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so like, for example, there was one kid in line as we were going to meet, uh, Chris Hemsworth. There was one kid dressed as Lebowski Thor. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty spot on. Um, yeah, it was pretty detailed right down. Yeah. Cause he so, had... something about the way that the, uh, the shadow is falling from his, his nose, <laughs> uh, actually makes me think of, uh, some sort of a cat, person he's cast in the new cats movie coming out this christmas yeah he's he's playing uh chris hemsworth's thor as yes the cats and cats exactly um so that was super cool uh brie larson was awesome and uh it was pretty cool just seeing like her panel and doing all that kind of stuff too so that was uh and i liked her back from Scott Pilgrim days and uh you know there's many things I was a fan of her and then also she was thrown into to my world as Captain Marvel and the other thing I got to tell her was uh how much I love that she's a champion for Kamala Khan Miss Marvel uh the Pakistani teen inhuman that has uh been Miss Marvel taking over the old mantle and we are getting a Disney Plus series and she's gonna lead into the Captain Marvel 2 movie and Brie from day one has been talking about that character and saying how much she wants to make sure she's in the movies and stuff too. And um, so then we kind of geeked out about that. She's like, oh, I love Miss Marvel. And we were talking about that for a while. So it was everything, you know, they have a, you really admire and you get excited for and you, you know, spend some money for and spend a lot of time waiting in line for and things like that. And it just could not have went better. And uh, she had a bunch of other cool little fan experiences. Now, I saved this other one, which will be a great thing to end with here. Um, I met Tom Holland as well. 
Um, this is the the guy that plays Spider Man. Right. Who yeah you know, he, yeah he's been in here. Uh, yeah, a couple times. So. He's in the D and D group, I think. Um, so Tom Holland, Spider Man in the MCU. He was there. He's been doing some cons over the last uh, last while here, and I didn't have a fun pose idea up until two days prior to the con when my fun my fun my fun friend my fun friend gave a fun idea <laughs> yes. of what I could do for fun. My friend gave me a fun idea. Her name's Gabby, and she said, uh, "Well, Tom Holland recently had just shaved his head." He didn't shave it like V for Vendetta Natalie Portman shaved to the skin, but he did buzz off his, right. his hair that you would kind of recognize him as, as Peter Parker. And she gave me an idea, and I'm like, I have all this stuff right here. I can pull this off. Uh, so I made him uh, react as, uh, you know, hands in the air, kind of reacting, you know, and like, uh, you know, something's going on. Somebody did something as I hold a, a wig in a Ziploc bag as I pretended like I'm the one that took his hair. Uh, this is the wig that we've all probably worn several times yeah, yeah. over the course of the last year when filming. Yeah, I, I think uh, I have many shots of uh, Ethan wearing that, <laughs> that wig. Well, now you can tell him that, um, well, Tom didn't wear it, but it was it, we, and we should have had David wear <laughs> that. Well, now we have to have David wear that wig. There we go. He could be. But yeah, and... Uh, and for hardcore uh, MCU people, if they look at my T-shirt, I'm wearing a pizza T-shirt, and this is actually the same shirt that uh, Peter Parker wears the first time we see him in the MCU at May's apartment when Tony comes over to basically recruit him into the Avengers, or not so, not really the Avengers. That doesn't happen until later, but takes him on a field trip to Germany, you know, for that uh, for that trip. Um, so that was super cool. He had a lot of fun with that. And uh want to end on a cute story here that's, uh, so Ari, the six-year-old boy that I talked about, he's been walking around wearing this uh, Thanos hoodie. And so we kind of made a point to go around and try to get as many pictures as we can with him and like Thanos cosplays and a lot of people dressed up and wearing Thanos shirts and Thanos, you know, Infinity Gauntlets and things like that. So we kind of went around to try to collect as many of those photos as possible. And um, his older sister, Jaden, and himself, Ari, we tracked down probably two of the funniest cosplays because these dudes basically gave up. They bought the mask and they gave up uh, everything below the mask because they just wore, <laughs> wore their normal, like, sweatshirts and jeans and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like twin Thanos walking right. around like twin elementary like punk Thanos type of type of deal going on so it was kind of hilarious and so we tracked them down because we thought it'd be funny just to get a picture with those uh those guys there and uh but the one thing that I didn't say as part of the story is that we knew who was wearing those masks because we got a peek behind the curtain and we were able so we got that picture and we we're kind of geeking out about it and what we didn't expect happened next. Ten seconds later, one of them came back to the little boy, Ari. And I'll say this after David experiences the video here. So, yeah, what well, happened, that was pretty cool. Tom Holland and his younger brother, Harry Holland, is uh, not Harry Osborne. <laughs> um... 
uh, were walking around in Thanos masks, and we had seen that through a curtain. Somebody had walked through, and my friend Nikki just happened to notice, like, um, I just saw Tom Holland put on a Thanos, and then they started walking past. And then you can kind of see there's like one or two like security people, not like dresses. You can see they're kind of like pretty kind of, undercover, maybe, maybe holding back just a little bit, but yeah. yeah. And they're just kind of just watching, and they're just kind of you know the brothers are walking around on the floor, and you know, uh, but buddy Steve was pretty. He was pretty much on a mission that he like he wanted to get a photo. He didn't want to disrupt or like reveal anything. I'm like, oh my god, Tom Holland, blah blah blah. But he did want to get a photo because he figured, hey, you guys are wearing Thanos masks. Hey, look, my little son, you know, first Comic-Con, he's wearing a Thanos hoodie. Can't get a picture with you guys. And then we could tell the story afterwards about, hey, by the way, that was Tom Holland. He was, you know, we saw him under the mask and he was, and so they... Not under the cowl. Yeah, not under the cowl. Um, But they had stopped by like a Lego booth and people make their own Legos of the superheroes you can't buy in stores and and then blah, 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 the custom ones. So uh, both of the Hollands were looking at... uh, looking at the Legos and then that's when uh, my buddy Steve was able to wrangle them for a photo. And like I said, it was a complete surprise when Tom came walking back, removed the mask. We got the video of it, snapped a bunch of pictures and, you know, told Ari, he's like, Oh, here you go, bud. He's like, you know, I don't need this anymore. And, and gave him a high five and stuff. And, you know, they're in possession of the mask, the Thanos mask, you know, Peter Parker, you know, Thanos's identity has been revealed. Yeah. We all thought Josh Brolin was playing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> old, old JJ, he he's he's been calling for the unmasking of that uh, that Thanos. <laughs> yeah. So it was just such an awesome thing, uh, Tom Holland. If you're listening, um, you probably are. Um, but yeah, it was such a awesome awesome thing that he didn't have to do, you know, and just kind of. You know, exposed himself in the middle of the con floor of just being like, well, now I can't really walk around. But, you know, you can kind of get the vibe that they were just kind of so, doing it for Tom fun. Tom Holland exposed himself in the middle of a con. You heard uh, it here oh first. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, but no, that was, uh, it, it was quite amazing. And that was just uh, for them having their first convention experience and for something like that to happen, you know, while he also had Mark Bagley draw a spider on his hand. I was jealous of the six-year-old kid. You know, I'm like I'm thirty. Years I know. Old. I want. I want to be six years old and running around at a con now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just we we talked about it all day. And I just can't. I keep watching that video and stuff, and it's just uh, out of all the people in, that could have been, you know, all the people dressed as Spider-Man and this and that, and and then he decided like, hey, this little kid's got a Thanos hoodie on. They just took a picture. Maybe they know that we're who we are. Blah blah blah. But, you know, once again, like I said, they're being respectful in the sense of, like, you know, not telling anybody and saying, hey, it's Tom, Tom, Tom. It's just, and what, I, I didn't see behind the curtain, but when I was told that, like, yeah, I think one of them, I saw, like, the one in the black shirt, and I'm just, like, the way he was walking and moving, I'm like, yeah, it's Tom Holland. Like, yeah, I could tell. Yeah, the way he was like, crawling around on the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's so. just, like, you know, he was shirtless and uh, <laughs> shirtless with the Thanos mask. Um, and then he had a real hot looking ant near him. So <laughs> I'm not talking about Paul Rudd either. <laughs> oh, so that was my Comic Con experience. There was many more things that happened, but those were the highlights. Go to cons, people. They're fun. All right. Well, thank you once again for showing all of your con pictures here on this podcast. Great. 
great audio picture show. <laughs> uh, Alright. Yeah, I should have showed the uh, right after. So I they snapped a bunch. They were doing video and stuff. I was taking some pictures from, from uh, yeah, here we go. That was the first reaction. And then, uh, yeah, he was, he was pretty pumped. And, and I was making sure constantly that that mask was being, uh, being watched and he knew where it was. And then I had noticed from my angle is that his brother either was taking pictures or videotaping it. So we want to like keep checking the social media in case he ends up dropping. Because that was the one regret is that we didn't have the kid's expression on it. Right. And that would have been great. And then we're also like, holy crap, actually Tom Holland's brother has. So I almost just want to tweet him being like, hey, we happen to see you uh, got the other side here. You know, and slide into my DMs or something. So. And while all that was happening, I was trying to uh, take a quick selfie when uh, Tom took off the mask, and all I got was uh, my friend's daughter's backpack there, so uh, she like stepped in the way of them. Uh, but I got the other photo. Photo bomb, but yeah, yeah, yeah. photo bomb. And uh, my aunt Sue, that's what it was, Chris Hemsworth and Thor and blah blah blah. Uh, she got this moment. She's very nervous, like going into it. Uh, this was on the third day, and the first two days, like she was just she she wanted to like get a hug pose, but she didn't feel you know, comfortable of like asking. You know, want to be rude and be you know greedy and be weird and blah blah blah. And um, so she was kind of stressing about just like not looking good in the photo and this and that. And this is her one chance. Right. Blah, blah, you blah. know, most people you know feel as though they're not worthy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And she sent me this, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this photo could not have went any better than it did. Like, both of them are smiling real nice. Cause once in a while, you'll get that. You know, a celebrity will just be, you know, they're smiling for hundreds, maybe a thousand people. That's right, and it's a nice smile on everything from him. He looks like he's hugging his aunt too. Yes. <laughs> just, don't, just don't tell her that, because <laughs> she, she doesn't want that, you know, image that kind of ruin so. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want? I saw Jane sent it by reboot last night. Yeah. And the uh, have you seen? I don't know if we've ever talked. I've seen like nothing. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, like any of the other like past movies and stuff. Mm. Like Strike Back and. I did not see Strike Back. Because okay. um, that would that's essential to this one. Yeah. That's actually the only Jane Silent Bob related movie that. So Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, Clerks, Clerks 2. So yeah, uh, yeah, and this one's just, you know, cause that the plot of the Strike Back was simply Hollywood's making a movie based off the comic characters Blunt Man and Chronic, and uh, they didn't get the rights and they're getting cheated out of money for the likeness rights, so they go to Hollywood to try to stop the movie. Um, doesn't work. But uh, now Jane Silent Bob Reboot, Almost 20 years later from when the movie came out, and he's like 18 years. Jay and Silent Bob find out that Hollywood is making a remake of the classic Jay and Silent Bob movie that was made 20 years ago. So now they want to go to Hollywood to try to stop the remake from happening. And Kevin says that this movie makes fun of remakes, sequels, and reboots while being all three at the same time. And yeah, it's very key... I mean, it's enjoyable as is, anyways, as a comedy, crazy stoner, funny comedy movie, but 
the same beats and the same gags and like, but just, you know, altered here and there and different, you know, spins on it. Uh, it was, it was pretty damn awesome. And, uh, so they had two fathom screening events, which was last night and then tomorrow night. And then you could see it on tours. They go around, uh, for the next half a year. And when it hits a city, I think it's going to then have a small theatrical release that week at the end of the week when they're actually there for the, for the tour gig where they do a Q and a and watch it with the audience and stuff, but it won't be available like digital and all that stuff until probably spring when the movie wraps up. But they're coming to Chicago, which I debated on a couple of my other buddies who uh, didn't want to do it. So that I kind of took the steam out of me to drive down there for Chicago. And I mean, I've seen them live several times, but then they announced those screenings where I'm like, all right, I just went to the falls and I at least don't have to wait a half a year to see the movie that I'll hear everything about through the podcast. And so, but yeah, that was a pretty big thing was bringing Ben Affleck back because of the 10 years that they basically stopped talking to each other. If you didn't know any about any of that at all. Um, we were talking about that. Actually, I think we talked about that. On this podcast, early on, yes, because my computer keeps doing this weird thing where it's freezing up every time I go to stop it. It goes like this and says it's not responding, but it's still recording. Actually. Thank you for listening to Under the Cowl. I've been your host, David Lloyd. Under the Cowl is recorded live at Crimson Cowl Comics and Collectibles at 1749 Barton Avenue, West Bend, Wisconsin. You can join us live each week or listen on Automatic and iTunes. Like us on Facebook at Crimson Cowl Comics or on Twitter at the Crimson Cowl.